Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the cleansing power of Jesus Christ? Amen. Aren't you thankful for, for that price that he paid on Calvary, for what he done for us? Amen. It is so wonderful just to be in the presence of God, to be in the presence of God. Amen. Uh, I thank the pastor for his kind words this morning. We do truly love this church. Uh, many of you know my mother goes here, and I love my mother. So I love the church of my mother. Uh, but it is it is truly a wonderful church, and uh, we're very thankful for churches like this that have a heart for missions, that, that support missionaries, that send us to be able to go and do what we do. Uh, we have made many missions trips before, and we were recently married and headed right back to the, the field, went and worked with her parents for a little while. Right after we went to the field, there was uh, some conferences in in the neighboring country of Togo and we went over there for that and then we made a trip to Guinea which is where we were applying for full-time mission status uh, so we went over there for a week to see the capital because I had been before but I had been to the other end of the country because we have three buildings uh, I don't know exactly how much of a uh, church they hold in all of those I don't know that they're all used completely but we have three structures three buildings uh, but they're on the opposite end of the country from the capital. But as missionaries, it's usually better to, to work from the capital because it's the hub, and people are always going into the capital instead of working in a uh, remote area. And so, but there is there is a work there. It's something to to begin. We'll be we will continue to work in that area as well. But we will uh, be living in the capital of Conakry, and so we wanted to go and see the the capital because I had been before to the other end of the country, but we went to the capital. We've got a few members that are uh, in the capital going to different universities because it's another, like I said, it's it's that hub that brings people in because that's where the universities are. That's where these different uh, ministries are going to come from. They're going to they're gonna take place in the capital. But as we begin to reach people in the capital, they'll begin to take the gospel to those remote areas, and we'll be able to make an impact across the country. Uh, but we went and, and saw the capital, began to, to see the country and get a feel for it, see what was there, what's available, kind of kind of feel it out, you know, feel uh, feel where where we need to to go, what we need to do. But God has has blessed us, and we were we were appointed at General Conference. We came in for General Conference so that we could meet the board. We met the board. We're appointed as full time missionaries to the country of Guinea. So we're very excited about that. So now we'll have to have to deputize to raise the funds to to be able to go live there, and so hopefully y'all continue to to pray with us. Hopefully we'll be able to hit the deputation trail very quickly. It looks like we probably will be able to, and so we're very happy about that. So continue to to pray for us that that God will continue to open doors that we'd be able to to hit the deputation trail quickly, and to be able to to find favor in the eyes of of God, but also in the eyes of man that people like this church would partner with us so that we could get to the field quickly. Amen. God is going to do great things. God is already doing great things. God is going to continue to do great things. Amen. Amen. Not just there, but here, because we're all a team. We all work together for one goal, and that's the kingdom of God. We want to see the kingdom of God grow uh, no matter where it is on earth. We just want to see the kingdom grow. We want to do what we can do where we're at while we have the time that God has given us. Amen. Y'all have to excuse me. I have this uh, fall, winter throat going on. Uh, so, I mean, 
some animals put on a winter coat. I've got a winter throat. Um, but it is it is wonderful to be with you in the house of the Lord this morning. I just wanted to briefly kind of kind of tell you where we're going, where we're uh, headed. And so we will be going to, to Guinea, West Africa here shortly, Lord willing. Man, God's got great things in store. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into the word this morning. Are you thankful for the word of God? Uh, we began to, to just sing and worship this morning, and the, the Spirit of God just came in this place, and it, it already feels so wonderful in this house. And man, it are, you can feel the presence of God just begin to, to fill this place whenever we began to sing about His glory and sing about His praise and, and talking about the angels bowing down before Him and, and, and the things that our eyes have not even seen as of yet. You know, we, we read in the Bible, we read these, these great stories of how the, the angels just fly through heaven and and they're crying, holy, holy, holy. And, and, and one day, we are going to get to spend eternity. Right now, we worship in, in, these, in these fleshly bodies. But one day, we're going to have a glorified body. No more pain, no more struggles, no more worries, no more tests, no more trials. We're not going to have to fight and struggle with carnality anymore. But one day, we're going to get to see Him face to face. And we're going we're gonna to get to worship alongside those angels. When they, when they bow before the Lord, we'll be right there with them. And we'll be able to cast our crowns at His feet. We'll, be, we'll begin to be able to, to worship Him throughout all eternity. Amen. But, but as those angels, as they, they have cried, Holy, 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 since the, the very time that they were created, they have, they have nonstop cried, Holy. There are angels that, that that's all they do is just cry, Holy, before the Lord because He is holy. He is worthy to be, to be worshipped and adored. He is holy. And so there are angels that simply cry, Holy. But one day... The resurrected church is going to stand before the Lord. And all of those angels, they're going to have to be quiet for a minute. As the redeemed of the Lord began to sing a song that the angels cannot sing. We're going to be able to, to do something that the very angels can't do. And, and they look into it. And one day those that cry holy, they're going to stand in awe. As all of the saints began to worship God and began to praise Him. And sing a song that the angels cannot sing. Because we are the redeemed of the Lord, the ones that have endured to the end, the ones that, 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 that stood the test of time, that stood the, the test of faith, that made it to the end, and were able to, to sing a song of the redeemed. Amen. Amen. God has prepared something for us that, that we, can't even, we can't even understand. We can't even comprehend it. We can't, our eyes you know, can't see it, and we can't fathom it today. But there's something so great that is awaiting us. Amen. It's awaiting us, but, but God has begun to bless us today that, that we don't even have to wait until that day, but we can receive the blessings of God today, that we can receive uh, an unction from the Lord, that we can receive a power that, that, that passes the things of this life, the things of this flesh, and, and we can begin to, to work, and we can begin to move in the avenues of the spiritual. We can begin to move in the supernatural. We can, we can work in, in the things of the Lord that, that, that can't even be understood in, in this flesh that the doctors stand back and say I, I've never seen this before I don't understand this uh, the, the this this goes beyond science this goes beyond what we can understand but there's a power that works in us amen there's a power that works in us because of the Holy Ghost that is given to us hallelujah hallelujah I tell you the Lord wants to work in us amen do you believe it this morning do you believe that God has something for us? That God is trying to, to bring us up higher? God is trying to restore something in the church today, amen? God is trying to, to bring us up to a place that we can work in the avenues that God would have us to work, that we can work in the power that God would have us to work in, amen? amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe that, that God is trying to, to strengthen His people. 
And, and I believe I come with a word this morning, something that, that God has, has given me, that, that has stirred me, that continues to renew me, that I continue to feast from. Amen? Yeah. Amen. And, and as any minister can tell you, many times the things we feast from, it's not simply for us, but, but we need to share it. Amen? Yeah. We're sent as messengers to share the, the food that was prepared for us. Well, we just, we just share it with those that, that are around us. Amen? So I believe God has, has given me something for the church today amen if y'all stand with me we'll go to the lord of the lord we're going to go to psalms chapter 25 read verses 11 verse 11 again i give honor to your pastor i highly respect him as a man of god and as a friend and he has a great great reputation amen anybody that you speak to speaks very highly of your pastor he had, Brother McCall has, has a great name. He has a great name. Whenever whenever I, I talked to people and told people I was coming over here, some of the other ministers from my church, I love Brother McCall. I love him. He's a great man of God. He's, he's one of my fav- favorite teachers, one of my favorite preachers. You know, he has a, he has a high name. You should, you should be honored to have him as your pastor. Amen. In Psalms 25, I'm going to read verse 11. It says, for thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, or pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. If you'll put your Bibles down, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We lift up your name, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you. We worship you, Jesus, for you are worthy, Jesus. Reach down and touch us this morning. Strengthen us. Lead us and guide us. God, give us wisdom and understanding. Strengthen us as a people. Strengthen us as your people, Lord, and as a church. God, we give you praise. God, anoint me to speak your word no more, no less. Lord, but let your let your unction be upon us this morning. We give you praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. You may be seated. <coughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, God, God wants to do something today. But I began to to read this. Oh, excuse me, you say that. The Bible's not cooperating. But as I began to to read this this verse here, maybe a couple weeks ago, I I was simply reading my Bible and this just began to to speak to me. It began to to reach out to me. How he said, "For thy name's sake, pardon." Mine iniquity, for it is great. But if if he'll put that back up for you, uh, there's a semicolon there. And usually the semicolon uh, helps tell you something about what was said before it. Now, when you simply read that and you, you begin to look at it and it says that pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. And, and we think about the greatness of our iniquity, how how that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, all of us you know, have found ourselves in a place that we need help, that, that we've fallen. Humanity has fallen. Mankind has fallen. It, the Bible says if any man says that, that, he, is, that, that he has not sinned, he, he is a liar. You know, if, if you think that, that you're above sin, if you think that, that you've never sinned, that you're perfect, I, I don't want to burst your bubble today, but you're wrong. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all been drugged through the muck and the mire through simply by our humanity, simply by the, the fall of man, that, that nobody is perfect. None of us are perfect. We're, we're all fallen. Our iniquity is great. Yeah. 
We have a great iniquity that has stained us, that has, that has tarnished us, that has, that has brought us to a place that we cannot have a relationship with our Creator, that we cannot have the communion that we should have with our Creator. That is what separated man from God, the, the Creator of all the universe. They created man. When man chose his sin, that separated man from God because God cannot have fellowship with sin. God cannot... He cannot cohabitate with that. He cannot endure that. He cannot allow that. And so that separated man from God. When man chose his sin, he, he, was, he, he allowed that sin to separate him from God. And that iniquity is so great, that iniquity has stained us to such a magnitude that we could not have a relationship with God. But I'm so thankful for Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that God robed himself in flesh and, and he came and he suffered a, a, a death that he did not deserve so that we could have a relationship that we do not deserve. And when it said that pardon mine iniquity for it is great, I, I just began to read that and I began to think that maybe he's not just talking about the iniquity. But maybe that, that is in reference to the whole thing of what he just said. He said, for thy name's sake, pardon mine iniquity. For it is great. Your name is great. I want you to know this morning that the name of Jesus is greater than the iniquity that has kept you bound. The name of Jesus is greater than whatever test, whatever struggle, whatever trial has come against you. The name of Jesus is greater. Amen. I believe that, that there's something that, that has been stolen from the church. And, and that's the power that is found in the name of Jesus. I come this morning to, to simply preach to you the power in the name. The power in the name. There, there is still power that is found in the name of Jesus. The, the name of Jesus has not lost one ounce of the power. But our iniquity is great. Our iniquity has stained us. It, it separated us from God. But, but I'm thankful that there's something that is greater than the iniquity that has separated me from God. And that is his great name. That is the name of Jesus Christ, the name that has power to overcome that iniquity. Yes. The, yes, that iniquity separated us. Yes, that iniquity was great. But there is something greater than iniquity in the house today. So many people, they bring their iniquity, they bring their sins into the house of God. But there's something greater than their iniquity that is found in the house. There's something that's able to separate us from our iniquity. But to separate Something, it, it takes something greater. It takes something greater. If it was not greater than the iniquity, it could not separate us from our iniquity. But I'm thankful that the name is greater than the iniquity. The name is greater than the iniquity. Amen? The Bible says, where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. Yes, yes, we had iniquity. Yes, we were stooped in sin. Yes, we've done things that, that we're not proud of, that, that we don't want to look back on. We don't want to think about things that, 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 that soiled us and made us dirty, and, and we don't want to think about those things any longer. But, but thank God they're under the blood. Thank God they're washed away. The iniquity was great, but, but where sin abounded, where sin made us that, that, that iniquity-covered person, where that abounded, where it was so great, where, where it was such a great force and a great magnitude in our lives, there was something greater still. There is something greater still in this house. 
that the name is able to do something that, that iniquity can't touch. Iniquity cannot hold you back any longer. The sins can't hold you back any longer. They, they can't hold you down any longer because there's something able to separate you from that iniquity. There's something able to bring you out of that iniquity that, that's able to separate you from what has separated you from God. Yes, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. But it's because for thy name's sake, O Lord. For the name is greater than the iniquity. we got to understand the power that is found in the name. There is still power in the name, and I believe it's been stolen, it's been, it's been devalued, it's been cast aside so many times, and, and I hear it so many, so much today, that even, even in the mouth of Christians, even in, in the church people, that, that they casually just cast that name around like it's nothing. If they get angry, if they get aggravated, what do they do? They, they, they begin to call on the name, but they're not doing it in reverence, and, and so here... Here I am today, and I, and I want to stress and I want to emphasize the importance of the reverence of the name of Jesus Christ. That yes, there is power in that, but it's the power because we give the power. We, we reverence that. We, we let it be that in our lives. There's an illustration in the Bible. Many of us are familiar with, with the story of the sons of Sceva in Acts 19. Acts 19, verses 13 through 17 says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. Notice, he was the chief of the priest. This, this wasn't just anybody. These were, these were the, the, the preacher kids. These were the preacher kids. These were the ones that thought they had power, thought that they had something. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Even though they failed. Even though what they tried to do failed. It didn't stop the name from being magnified. Because there still was an understanding that there is power in the name of Jesus. But there's a difference when somebody reverences the name, when somebody has a relationship with who the name represents, and somebody that doesn't. There were people that, that were the preacher kids, that, that, were, that grew up in church, that, that knew what it was like. But when they began to call on the name of Jesus, they didn't have a relationship with who the name represented. I want you to know it's, it's more than just a name, but, but it's who Jesus was. There were, there were more than one Jesus in that day. That, that was a name that, that was used in that day and time. But there was only one Jesus Christ. There was only one Lord of all glory. There was only one that was God robed in the flesh. There was only one that, that really made that name something more than just a name. 
But I want you to know today, it's not a magic wand. I, I've had to explain this to, to people in Africa because I don't want them to get this concept that this is just a magic wand. That's what these people were thinking. That's what the sons of Sceva began to think. This, it's a magic wand. This is a, a, a pass. This is, this is a, an easy way out. All I got to do is just wave my magic wand and, and the demons come out and I get the glory for it. And there are so many people that, that they've, they've thought of the name of Jesus as simply a magic wand. Uh, just, just, just come and just call on the name of Jesus and, and you're going to get your healing. You're going to get the things you need. You're going to get that blessing. You're going to get that deliverance. Now all you got to do is just wave this magic wand. But you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't reverence the name of Jesus. You don't understand who he is. And, and you don't have that relationship that makes, makes it valuable. I want you to know today that, that there's lots of people that call on the name of Jesus. There's lots of, of denominal people that call on the name of Jesus. There's non-believers that call on the name of Jesus. But there's a difference when a blood-bought child of the king, somebody that, that reverences God, somebody that has a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's a difference today when we begin to call on the name of Jesus that there is power that goes forth. I'm telling you there's something that is still found in the name of Jesus, but it's found in our reverence to the name of Jesus. There's too many times today that, that people don't show reverence to the name, and, and I cringe every time. And I want to I just shake people and say, do you not realize what you're doing? You're taking the name of the Lord in vain. You're taking the name of the Lord in vain when... When you're using it for nothing, when, when you're not showing the reverence and respect for the name, you're taking it in vain. And that's one of the Ten Commandments. But we need to show reverence and honor for the name of Jesus today. We need to put the value back in the name of Jesus. I believe that's the key to seeing the revival in our church, in our organization that, that God himself wants to see is going to be found in us putting the value back in the name of Jesus to find the power that has been lost because the reverence has been lost. But, but when we put the reverence back, when we put the relationship back, the power will follow. The signs and, and those things, they're going to follow those that believe. They're going to follow us. Whenever we put the value, the reverence back in the name of Jesus. Because there is still power in the name of Jesus today. There's something valuable that we can take away from the scriptures. That, 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 that we can begin to look in the word of God. And we can find these, these, these nuggets of truth. And we can apply them in our life. But it all comes from that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. It must come from a relationship. There's a lot of people that come to church and they think that's enough. They're going through the motions, sitting on a pew, looking the part, acting the part, but they don't truly have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They don't see the, the effects in their prayer. They don't see the, the action. They don't see the, the power. They can't feel the power anymore. It's because we've, we've lost the respect. We've lost the reverence. So many times we, we've lost the, the reverence for the very house of God, the things of God. The Word of God. We, we, don't, we don't value and respect and reverence like we should. But if we can get back to that place, it's not too late. Amen? It's not too late. But if we'll show Him respect, if we'll show Him reverence, if we'll put God back where He belongs, then He will show us great 
and mighty things because he will honor his name. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. But he wasn't talking about a magic wand. He wasn't talking about just, just doing these things so that you can get the glory, so that, so that you can get everything you ever wanted. But I tell you, when you have a relationship, when you, when you reverence and you honor that name, then you're not going to be the person going, okay, give me a million dollars. That's not what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about this being a magic wand. But when you have a relationship, when you, when you reverence and you honor that name, you're not going to use that name unless you're serious about what is the need. You're going to elevate the name to a place that you wouldn't joke like that. That's when he said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Because he knows if you have that relationship, if you, ha if you have that respect and that you put honor in his name, that yes, you will have those things you ask for. Because you're going to ask according to his will. You're going to be asking according to his will. He wants to do things. We serve an active God, a God of action that wants to work in your situation. He wants to work in your need. We have to believe that. Believe that God wants to work in your situation. But the devil, he's, he's lied to so many people for so long, so many times that, that they've bought into the lie. And they think, God doesn't want to work in my situation. You know, I've prayed for this and I've prayed for this and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not receiving the things I need. Maybe God just doesn't want me to. No. Continue to pray. Pray with fervency. Pray with power. Pray with faith and believe it and you shall receive it. But we've got to put the value back in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of people today that, that they pray in the name of God, but they don't want to pray in the name of Jesus because there's power that's found in the name of Jesus. When you begin to call on the name of Jesus, they know exactly who you're talking about. You can pray and finish it in, in the name of God and, and not too many people get offended because... It, Pretty much everybody serves a God. But when you begin to call on the name of Jesus, they know exactly what God you're talking about. There's power found in that name, and, and the devil, he wants to steal it, and that's what he done with baptism. That's what he done with baptism. Because during the Bible and, and all through the, the Bible, they were always baptized in Jesus' name, but, but some 300 years after, they began to, to change the formula and say you need to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's one and the same thing. That's Jesus' name. There is only one name. Name is singular. Amen? There's only one name. Nobody, nobody argues what the name of the Son is. Nobody argues that. They just have a problem that, that that's the same name as the name of the Father and the name of the, the Holy Ghost. But Hebrews 1 and 4, Jesus said he had his name by inheritance. If you inherit something, you get what they had. If you inherit something from your father, you get what your father had. Well, Jesus said he had his name by inheritance. So if his name's Jesus, that means his father's name's Jesus. In John 5, 43, he said, I'm coming in my father's name. So if he came in his father's name and his name's Jesus, what's the father's name? Jesus. In John 14, verse 26, Jesus said that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, was going to be sent in his name. His name's Jesus. Therefore, the Comforter's going to come in the name of Jesus. 
So Jesus is the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Ghost. The name is Jesus. But the devil wanted to steal that from the church. He wanted to steal that because he knew there was power found in that name. That when that name is applied, there's, there's power that goes forth. There's things that happen that, that sins would be washed away. That lives would be changed. And the devil wanted to steal the name of Jesus from the church. He, he comes continually against the name. And he began to take that out so that now it's just tradition. There's people that, that can explain oneness as, as well as any one God apostolic Pentecostal. And they can explain oneness as well as any of us. But they'll still baptize in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost. Because it's tradition. That's the way they've done it. But they don't understand that, that they're losing out on the power that is found in the name. Because the power is found in the name of Jesus. The power is found in the name. And when you let the devil steal the name, he takes the power with it. But God wants to do so much for his people. He wants to, to work in our lives. God is a God of action. He's not a, a passive God. He's not just asleep somewhere. But he's waiting. If you can just imagine him on the edge of his chair just waiting to work in your situation. Just waiting to work. But who will let it? Who will, who will let God work? Who will let God do what God wants to do? Well, we've got to have that relationship with him. And we've, got to, we've got to elevate his name. That when we call upon his name, things begin to happen. That we open up the windows of heaven that, that he's able to work in our situation. Let's go to Acts, the third chapter. Read verse 6. <coughs> Acts 3 and 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He began to call upon the name of Jesus, and miracles began to happen. But it was because that they were filled with the Spirit. It was because of the relationship that they had with the one that the name was called. They had a relationship with the one. They had a relationship with the one that gave power to that name. If all you have is the name, then you've lost the power. But if you have a relationship with the one that has the name, then you have the power that comes along with the name. It comes from the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. It comes from that relationship. But when they began to call on the name of Jesus, things began to happen. And God does not change. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. God doesn't change. And so just as God worked in the Bible and God performed miracles in the Bible, He is still performing miracles today. He is still performing miracles. There, there are miracles performed at, at General Conference. There are, there's miracles being performed in Africa. There's, there's miracles being performed in churches here in America, all across America today. There will be miracles that happen today. But I tell you, it's because they call upon the name of Jesus in faith. If you see someone... Receive their healing today or next week. 
or someone that received their healing last week. Ask them how it came. Ask them if the name of Jesus was called. Because I, I, I'm telling you, you're going to find out that, that there's something that happened. You're going to find out that, that there was a power that was released because of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That when the name of Jesus was called, there were things that began to happen because there is power that is still found in the name of Jesus. That we are still people of the name. We are people of the name. But Peter, he takes it a step further in Acts 4 because many of us know this story about how they, they got in trouble for this. You think it would be good enough that they just call upon the name of Jesus and a lame man gets up and, and runs into a temple. You, you, think, you think, oh, they, you know, that, that's good and, and grand and everything, but they got in trouble for this. So go to, to Acts 4, verses 7 through 12. This is when the, the religious leaders had, had caught them because they done went and done something good in the name that they were told not to preach in. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power, by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of ye builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter had to take it a step further. He said, yes, it, it's good, it's great, it's, it's grand and wonderful that someone was just healed. That a paralytic was just healed. This is great. This is, this is something that can be done in the name of Jesus. He said, I want you to know, you, you, you religious leaders, I want you to know that yes, yes, the power that is found in the name of Jesus can heal those that, that need a miracle. The, the, there's power that's found in the name of Jesus that can work miracles, that can, that can work even in this service, in this house today. But he said, I, I want you to know that it goes a step further. He said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He said, it's not just the healing. It's not just the miracles. He said, but neither is there salvation in any other. Neither is there salvation in any other. You can't even be saved without the name of Jesus. You can't be saved today without the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I know there's a car alarm going off, but there's an alarm going off in here too. There's an alarm going off today. Because neither is there salvation found in any other. You're not going to find salvation in any other name. But salvation only comes through the name of Jesus. It has the power to save our very souls more than just healing us. Yes, yes, there is healing found in the name of Jesus. But there's something that far surpasses any healing that we could ever get for our body. And that's the one that reaches down into our soul and purges away that iniquity that has separated us from our creator. That's when, when the name is greater than our iniquity. When the name rises up far above our iniquity and it pardons our iniquity. 
But there's, there's no pardon, there's no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins. And then Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's for the remission, it's for the taking away of our sins. So, so the blood is applied in Jesus' name baptism. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And the remission comes from Jesus' name baptism. So that's when the name is applied, that's when the blood is applied, is in Jesus' name baptism. That's why I said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name is only applied in Jesus' name baptism. That's the only way we can be saved by the name is when we take on the name. We must have the name of Jesus in baptism. And that, that washes away our sins. Because we've elevated that name. We, we began to invoke the name of Jesus in our baptism. That, that we associate ourselves with people of the name. People of the name of Jesus Christ. That we're not ashamed of the name. That we understand that there is power in the name of Jesus. And in the... In the French, because we're talking about the pardon, pardon mine iniquities, pardon my, my iniquities for thy, thy great name's sake. Well, we put great in there. For thy, for thy name's sake, pardon mine iniquities, for they are great. He said, pardon mine iniquities. Well, in, in, in the French, Acts 2.38, Pierre, Pierre Lerdy, and it's, I know it's in French, but you can catch some of the words, because some words sound very similar. Pierre Lerdy. Repentez-vous et chacun de vous soit baptisé au nom de Jésus-Christ pour le pardon de vos péchés et vous recevrez le don du Saint-Esprit. He said to, I already quoted it, many of you know, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it says, in, in the French it says pardon because they don't have remit, but it's pardon. So it's that same word, it's to pardon our sins. Without, without the shedding of blood, there's no pardon, there's no remission. He said, for thy name's sake, pardon mine iniquities, for it is great. Your name is great. My iniquities, yes, they were great, but, but the name is greater, and the name is able to pardon, it's able to wash away, it's able to remit my sins. It's able to take away sins today. The sin, the iniquity that has tried to, to separate people from their creator ever since the fall of man, can now be remitted. It can now be taken away by the name of Jesus Christ that is applied through baptism in the name of Jesus. Amen? Never forget the power that is found in the name of Jesus. If we'll ask anything in his name, he'll do it. But it's because of that relationship that we have with him. If we have that relationship, if we, if we elevate his name, if we show reverence and honor to the name of Jesus. Never take that name lightly. But show respect and honor and reverence. And I believe that God is going to work. God is going to show us unprecedented revival that we've never seen before. That he's going to shake things up because we, we find a return of the power that is found in the name. The power that comes from a reverence and a, and a respect for the things of God. Jude said to contend for the faith. Yes. Contend for the faith. Fight yes. for this thing. Fight 
for the name of Jesus. When, when the world's trying to come against you, when people are trying to tell you it's not important, that, that it's not a big deal, that it doesn't matter, we must contend for the faith. we got to keep fighting for this thing that was once delivered to the saints. That once they held to this, they, they were firm in this. They understood this. They, they knew it because they had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today we must continue to contend for the faith. Continue to fight for the faith. Just continue to show respect in a world that has no respect anymore. We must have respect. We must have reverence and honor for the things of God, for the very name of God. And I tell you, when we do this, when we return to this, when we, when we elevate God where he belongs, when we, when we lift up God, he'll put us in the place that he would have for us. If we devalue God, then he has, he has no choice but to just leave us like we are and leave us in, in, in the mess we find ourselves in. Because just like a, a good parent, you, you can't reward a rebellious child. You can't reward a rebellious child. And when we don't show reverence and honor to the one that created us, to our Heavenly Father, we become that rebellious child. How can we receive a blessing? But just as a child has to show reverence and honor for their parents, we as children must show reverence and honor for our Heavenly Father. We must respect His name. And when we begin to call on that name, just like a good parent, they want to bless their child. They, they want to help their child. They, they want to be there for their child. God is no different. And when we are that, that, that child that is pleasing in his sight, when we begin to, to call on his name, he is quick to help us. Just like any good parent, he's quick to help us. But I'm telling you today that we must have a revival, a renewal of the reverence and honor of the name of Jesus Christ, the things of God. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. His name, man. It's the name of Jesus. Now, I know there's, there's people here that's thinking, oh, the preacher, he's just trying to get us hopped up. He's just trying to get us worked up. Well, if you think that, fine. I am trying to get you hopped up. I am trying to get you worked up. Because I understand if you'll get hopped up, if you'll get worked up, you're going to elevate the name to where it belongs. Paul said, I want the word to be preached even if they do it for the wrong reasons. I want them to do it. Paul said, there's, there's some that, that preach the gospel for, for, for their own glory. They, they want to get something out of it. They're preaching it for the wrong reason. He said, I don't care as long as the word gets preached. They might not be saved, but at least maybe they can touch somebody else. So if you think I'm just trying to hype you up, that, that's fine. Get hyped up. Just don't sit there. I mean, if you just get hopped up, just, just get hopped up. But, I mean, for Pete's sake, don't just sit there and not do anything. Because I want to see the change affected in this last day. I want to see the change affected that God wants to see. Not just overseas. Yes, I want to see it in Guinea. But I want to see it here in America, too. 
Wherever the church of God is, I want to see it grow. Wherever the church of God is, I want to see it advance and, and, and to get bigger and to do what God would have us to do. I want to, I want to continue to see the miracles in a greater magnitude. And so we must, we must remember the power that is found in the name of Jesus. Got one more scripture text if y'all stand with me. Psalms 33. Psalms 33 verses 18 through 21. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. It's the trust that we put in his holy name. That's going to be what is going to sustain us today. That's what's going to sustain you today. That's what's going to carry you through. That's what's going to get you to the other side of glory is, is when we put our trust in his holy name. When we put our faith and our hope and our trust in the living God and, and we trust in his holy name, that, that's when he's going to sustain us. When the famine comes, when, when the end of this life comes and, and we stand before his throne, it's going to be our trust in his holy name that brought us through. There is power in the name, amen. These altars are open this morning. I, I believe maybe, maybe you just want to come and you just want to glorify the name. You just want to worship him. You just want to lift up his name and draw a little bit closer to him. I'm, I'm not saying anybody's backslidden. I'm not saying anybody has fallen from grace. No. But maybe you just want to draw a little bit closer. Maybe you just want to reach out. And maybe you want to elevate that name a little bit this morning. Just begin to, to lift up, to magnify that name that's able to separate you from your iniquity. Yes, your iniquity was great. But thank God the name of Jesus is greater this morning.